Yeah, I think he just needs a break and just those fight camps. I know we're talking about movies, but yeah, um, like it's a lot of pressure. I bet. You know what's even more pressure? What? Pretending to be a woman to be close to your kids. That's easy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know about you. I when I listened to this on the rewatchables, um, they mentioned a point that I was like, "Yeah, I could see that." But last night, or when I watched it the last time um, earlier this week, I was like, "Dude, I hate this woman. She's like the worst person on the planet." Um, Sally Field. Yeah. She's terrible in this movie. She like she's the villain, like without a doubt. Yeah, and it's not the judge. It's not Miss Selner, and it's not even really so much uh, um, Stewart. No, not him either. Yeah, it's it's. There's no like, oh, he's a scumbag. Like they yeah, just yeah, showed yeah, something. Yeah. He's a, he's a he, genuinely good guy. He talks about the kids. Yeah, like, I love crazy him. about. Yeah, him. it's crazy. Like, wow. All right. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I was just God. As it, there's so many points in this movie where I was just like, God, she's the worst. Yeah. But um, let's uh, let's start this bad boy and play it again, man. You must remember this: a kiss is just a kiss. Good morning, Vietnam. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Erica, Erica, Erica. Hasta la vista. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Steven here. Jason. And uh, we're going to do a little movie from 1993 called Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, 30 years ago, this year. It's pretty gnarly. I remember seeing this movie in the theater um, and just absolutely loving it. It was directed by Chris Columbus. You know him. He did Home Alone. Scumbag. Home Alone 2. <laughs> yeah. Not that Chris Columbus. Uh, Home Alone 2. Uh, I think the first two Harry Potters and a bunch of other popular movies as well. Um, stars Robin Williams, of course. The late, great Robin Williams. Sally Field, Pierce Brosnan. And Harvey Firestein, which I, I, I love his name and I love the actor. The guy's absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, let's start at the beginning like we always do and talk about when we first saw this movie or when we first remember watching it. I remember watching it at home with my whole family mm-hmm. and never, never putting it together how fucking weird it is to do what he did. <laughs> it is pretty weird. Um, you, you have to go through extreme lengths to do it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a... It's definitely a high concept movie idea, yeah. and for somebody to have done it in real life is insane. Yeah. Your brother would have to be a practical effects artist in order for you to pull this off, um, and you would have to be a great impressionist in order to pull it off. It's incredible. I mean, it, it all starts from what, what he says. He's like, I do voices. Yeah. She's like, huh? I do voices, uh, which is one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Um but yeah, so you watched it at home, and then do you remember immediately liking it though, yeah. and like watching oh, yeah. it over and over again? Yeah, because the movie was incredibly popular. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned, but uh, it had a budget of twenty five million dollars, and it made four hundred and forty one million dollars 
1993. That's a fucking massive, massive success. And I think this is coming at a time when Robin Williams is just exploding in uh, in popularity in America. Like after this, he does Aladdin, and he's the Mm. genie. And then he just, I mean, before this, he was already doing a bunch of great stuff. Uh, He was in Hook, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, But yeah, just Good Morning Vietnam, Popeye. Mork and Mindy, all that good stuff. Is this the first Robin Williams movie we're doing? I think it is. Yes. Okay, well, we'll talk about him when we get to the cast. For me, um, I remember seeing this in the theater, which is crazy because I was four. Um, but my mom Dang. took it. My mom took it. remember that. Yeah, my mom took us to the movies all the time. Like, that was, like, what we did is either renting movies or going to the movies mm-hmm. all the time. And uh, <laughs> I just remember being in the theater I kind of remember, like, seeing the trailers for it, mm-hmm. but when the movie starts and it starts with this, like, cartoon, I was like, wait, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. And then it goes into, you know, him in the studio and stuff. But I remember watching the movie and think it was really funny, even though I didn't get all the jokes and everything. Right. It was just Robin Williams being himself yeah. and just doing all these voices and all this all this funny mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I just remember really, really loving the movie, uh, and it just it made a lot of sense to me. And Robin Williams just comes off as a really good guy in it. I always hated that little girl. Um, Matilda? Yeah, Matilda. Why? I just, I just, why would you want mommy to die? Like all that bullshit. Oh, God, I hate her. I hate her so much in this movie. No, no, no shade to that actress or whatever, but just, I don't know. I couldn't stand her. Even as a little kid, yeah. I was like, God, that little girl's so annoying. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's where we were when we first saw this movie. So you know who I didn't like as a kid? Who? The the little sister in uh, in Beethoven. She's not in this movie. Oh, you're just saying in that movie you yeah. didn't like her. Oh, really? Um, why didn't you like her? You thought she was annoying? She was very annoying. Same thing, <laughs> just different actors. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in quite a while, but uh, I could see her being annoying. Any little kid in a movie, if they're not absolutely gold, they're yeah. pretty annoying. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like we said, jumping into the cast... Mr. Robin Williams. He uh, rose to fame pretty quick. He was a comedian, stand-up comedian. Um, and then he was on a little show called Mork and Mindy where he played an alien, Nanu Nanu. And Still never seen that show. Yeah, I've only seen parts of it. It's a 70s show. Didn't didn't watch it. Didn't grow up watching it. I don't remember seeing reruns on TV of it no. either. So, like, it's no. not something that I, um, that I remember very well. Uh, like I said, in the 80s, he started gaining some traction. Good Morning Vietnam, which is a great movie. We have that uh, line at the beginning of our podcast. Dead Poet Society, which is a great movie. Oh, Captain, My Captain. Um, I need to watch that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, and then in the 90s, we get Hook. He works with Steven Spielberg, and then he just mm-hmm. starts working on bigger and better things with bigger directors and everything. So we get Hook in 1990, I believe. We get this movie in 1993. We get... Uh, Oh, no, I, I was mistaken. Aladdin's 1992, so it's a year before oh, this. So wow. he's really blowing up in, in pop culture. 1995, we get Jumanji, mm, which is a great movie. Great. Um, what Dreams May Come, which had very mixed reviews. I didn't. I never saw it. I always wanted to see it. i got to rewatch uh, it. I've seen it. Yeah, um, he like he, he, dies, he dies, and then he's like, he's an angel. It, well, because he, he goes to save his wife. Yeah. Because she killed herself. Oh really? So he doesn't. Want I her thought to... he dies in like a car accident or something. No, he doesn't want her to go to hell, so he goes to try and find her and like save her. Oh, I see. Yeah. Another one that year, Patch Adams, where he plays a doctor and everybody's uh, trying to tell him not to be funny. 
another one that we just skipped, Goodwill Hunting. It's oh, not your fault, Jason. Okay. That's not your fault. Um, <laughs> that's a great one. Bicentennial Man, 1999. Have you ever seen movie. that movie? I love that movie, too. That's I feel so like good. it didn't really uh, get get uh, what it deserved when it came out. Um, a movie that is by far my favorite. I can't believe I skipped over it. Um, the Birdcage, uh, where he plays a gay club owner. It's based off a of play. Hank Azaria's in that one. Nathan Lane. Just yeah. Gene Hackman. Absolutely fucking hilarious. What were you saying? You're so right. I, I totally mixed up that plot. For what dreams may come. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I said. Um, also, that year, same year as Birdcage Jack, where he plays oh, a Jack. little kid in a yeah. man's body. Um, that movie's pretty cool too. Toys, which I remember seeing in the I theaters that too. too. That was nineteen ninety two. That's even two years earlier. So I'm like, but I, two, I don't three years old. I didn't, I'm probably I probably didn't watch it when it came out. Maybe a couple years after. But I remember seeing it. Like I remember like, going to right watch it and and. It was a we- it's a very strange movie. Yeah. I've since like looked up like stuff online about it. I've only seen it that one time, but I know I've watched that movie. You know? Um he's been in so many different things over the years. He kept on working movies like that didn- weren't as popular. Um One Hour Photo. One Hour Photo is pretty crazy. Insomnia, have you seen Insomnia, the Christopher Nolan movie? Yeah, Al Pacino. I got to I got to watch it again. I yeah, think. that movie's pretty crazy. Um does other family comedies, RV, uh, Flubber in the 90s, oh, yeah. Night at the Museum where he plays uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Just a bunch of movies throughout his career. And uh, I remember exactly where I was when I found out he died. Oh. Uh, I was with a group of friends, and I think we were going to Griffith. We were in L.A. somewhere, and I think we are going to Griffith Observatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in the car, and everybody who wasn't driving was on their phones. And... Uh, Somebody said it first, and I was like, "What? No fucking way!" And um, yeah, we all looked it up, and we're like, "Yeah, he's he he passed away by suicide, which was really really sad." Um, just a fucking awesome, dude, funny, funny, funny dude. Yeah, just just our incredible. Childhood. One and, of uh, one of many. Yeah, but like very very connected to it, and just a lot of great memories of watching his movies. Yeah, and, dude. And, uh, Reciting the lines, yeah, it's like one of the, Robin Williams lines are one of the best. Yeah, he'll forever be missed. Um, Some of the best. Yeah. So next we got the devil herself, uh, Sally Field in this hey. movie. You put some respect on Forrest. <laughs> you know, Forrest I, okay. Ghost. So I have yeah. I have something in here later on that I can't I can't talk shit on Sally Field. I, she's doing a good job in the movie, I guess. Um, but. Uh, people that are like our parents' age probably know her from Gidget, which was a TV series. Um, later on, she does a little bit crazier stuff. Uh, Smokey and the Bandit with Mr. Burt Reynolds. Mm. Um, Norma Ray is another movie. Steel Magnolias is a big one of hers. Um, but, of course, we know her from this movie, Our Generation. And, of course, she plays Mrs. Gump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's fantastic in that. Later on, she goes on to be in a bunch of other movies. Um, eye for an eye. Oh yeah, Sybil, where she's like super crazy out about that one. She was in uh, Homeward Bound. She's the voice of the cat. You remember that? Oh, one? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that movie. She goes on to play the second incarnation, live action incarnation of Aunt May in the not so successful Amazing Spider-Man uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, works with Spielberg later on again too. Is uh. I think Lincoln's wife or his mom or something. I can't remember. I didn't see that movie. I think it's his wife. 
Yeah, uh, but yeah, she's she's great. I I actually really love Sally Field. Yeah, but she's such a bad person in this movie. I I fucking I hate her. I absolutely hate her character. And I didn't know that until I watched it this last time around. Um, and then after that, we got uh, well, we got Matthew Lawrence, who is Joy <laughs> Lawrence's brother. He's in this. He's in a bunch of other like Disney stuff earlier yeah. later on. He's fine. Um, they had a. Uh, they had a, their own show, I think, called Brotherly Love. It was Joy Lawrence, him, I used to watch that. and the little brother. Yeah, it yeah. was like on TGIF or something. Yeah, yeah I used to watch it as well. Uh, that's Matthew Lawrence. Uh, Lisa Jacoub. The only other movie I remember seeing her in is Independence Day. She's the sister, Randy, Randy Quaid's uh, oh, daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's like with that one dude. You don't really want to die a virgin, do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that girl. Um Mara Wilson, who plays Natty or Natalie, she's obviously Matilda. Yeah, um, which is a movie I haven't seen that I need to see because uh, Danny DeVito directed it, and he's in that movie, and he's like my favorite actor ever, or one of them. Um, so yeah. Uh, then we got Mr. Pierce Brosnan, who was Remington Steele, and then he was in the James Bond franchise, obviously after this movie. Um, also in The World's End, directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, just uh, good. What, what was the first? Uh, James Bond movie, like when did it first come out? Uh, that he was in that he was in yeah. uh, Goldeneye in nineteen ninety six. Oh, so this is this is afterwards. Yeah, he really? was like gaining gaining popularity in the states, and then, and they, then the- they gave it to him. Apparently, at the time, I was listening to an interview with uh, Liam Neeson on Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. At the time, they were asking him like, "Oh, oh would you want to be James Bond?" And he was like, nah. "His wife told him, if you're James Bond." We're getting a divorce, or we're not getting married, or something. Oh, because you're gonna be kissing all yeah. kinds of women. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Um, uh, Harvey Firestein, who is in this movie, he's in a bunch of shit, but uh, I remember him specifically from an episode of The Simpsons where he's Homer's assistant, where Homer gets a big promotion. He's just got a really iconic yeah. voice like this. Yeah. And then he's in this movie, and he's also in Independence Day as well. Yeah. Um, really funny guy. Uh, I wish he was in more things. I think he's just a He's just got a really funny, energetic personality and a great voice, and and just uh, just really cool. Um, that's uh, oh, Martin Mull pops up for a minute. Uh, I mentioned him. We he, we know he's the disc jockey in in uh, Jingle All the Way, and then he's oh. also in uh, yeah, Mr., uh, right. Colonel Mustard in fucking uh, Clue, which is another movie we did here. Um, and uh, other than that, I don't know too much of these other people. I think Mrs. Selner is in. She's in something else. Oh, liar, liar! She's fucking Jim Carrey's. Uh, Jim Carrey's uh, secretary. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. her. That's Mrs. Selner. But yeah, other than that, we don't have to jump too far into it because it's not that many people that uh, I know of, so I can't really speak to their careers. But yeah, let's uh, let's jump into the movie. Oh, that's where he's from. We got to put some respect on Robert Prosky. Is that Jonathan Lundy? Yeah. He's he's the he's the the movie theater attendant. Oh, that's right. And last last, last action hero. Yeah. yeah. So, um just just stuff that I just saw here about um kind of the production of the movie sort of uh Robin Williams the the makeup that's that's one thing that I was um when you're a kid and you don't know these things uh 
you don't question it at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a kid growing up, I would watch horror movies and then watch horror documentaries. And you see, and then just movies in general with prosthetics, you see how long it takes for all this stuff to apply. Like we just did Batman and Robin. Mr. Freeze's shit took oh, yeah. hours, like five hours to apply. So in this movie, he's easily able to just take off the mask and take off the wig or whatever. But in reality, it took four hours to apply all that makeup Jeez. on him. Uh, but apparently, he would walk around San Francisco in full costume and then once walked into a sex shop to buy a giant dildo and other toys for personal re I don't know what he was doing with it. but Somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um and then also Chris Columbus, the director, said that he shot multi- multi-camera so that he could catch people's reactions to Robin Williams' Im- uh, improvisations and stuff like yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, that's just little stuff that I, that I just saw. There's, um, there's a lot of improv going on that, that he's doing. Oh, dude, do you scenes. can't stop the man. There's no you can't you can't tell Robin Williams not to improvise. Like, yeah. you might as well just get another actor. Like, yeah. there's no doubt. Um, but, yeah, so uh, let's jump into the movie. What do you got right away, right off the bat, that hits you? I like I like the scene when he's doing the cartoon. So do I. I love it. Um, and I really like when he starts to change it up because the they have the cigarette in, yeah. the, in the scene and he doesn't like that. It shows you right away that he he, that he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, I love I love uh, I love that he's doing the voices. Um, that he's doing two voice two voices of this uh, like in the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, the bird and the cat, and like as a little kid. That's something that, you know, we, we grew up watching cartoons, yeah. and then that's something that I didn't know. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, people do that. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like, I thought you just had one person for each thing, you know, but people have multiple voices in their arsenal and stuff. Um, but like you are saying, uh, he's trying to make his argument about about why it's bad to have yeah. kids seeing a bird smoke. And he's like, the guys in the technician booth would agree exactly. with me, right? And then just look over, and it's just full of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, fucking oh, funny. Well. Um, what else? What you think else? he does that a lot? What? Like, just quits the job? Like it's They, they make it seem like that. Because yeah, right. she's like, oh, he's always in between jobs. Which is um, a common thing for actors, because jobs only last as long as the productions mm-hmm. do. But he seems like somebody that doesn't put up with shit like that and he may have just shut your mouth he may have been different before he had kids you know but now especially with like natty like maybe he's thinking like oh my little girl's gonna watch this Mm -hmm. i don't want to you know why are they smoking daddy yeah can i have a cigarette yeah and obviously she's very impressionable yeah um but uh yeah that's that's yeah i I love doesn't know it's her dad in the makeup that's true idiot yeah she is an idiot. <laughs> uh, what else do you have over there? Um, the fucking killer birthday party that his dad throws him. Oh, dude, it's amazing. And I wrote stupid narc-ass neighbor. Uh, like, oh, my God, there's a party going on in the yeah. middle of the day. Like, God oh. forbid people have a fucking party in the that, middle of the day. For and not not only that, but like, yeah, like, it's my son. It's not like you don't know them. It's not like they're fucking, they yeah, just yeah, moved yeah. in, you know, like, go over there. <laughs> yeah, get some cake. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that part's funny. Like I said, Martin Mull shows up really quick in this movie when they call Miranda at her, um, at her office. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, she would, she would rush home. No, she definitely would. She's a stick in the mud, yeah. for sure. Um, 
how do you how did you gauge what, as soon as he mentions Stuart Dittweiler or Dittmeyer, whatever his name is, how she reacts to that? She's reminiscing of. I feel like even even there, once she hears that, she's looking for any excuse to get out of this marriage, because he's like trying to tell her, oh, he called, he wants to work with you on this project, and she's just Stuart, Stuart, and like the look on her face, and she's like. Like you, she is reminiscing. She's playing back shit in her, yeah. in her head, but she seems like she's got one foot out the door already. Well, she yeah, for sure. She, and I mean, they they have been they've having already problems have, and yeah. stuff, but yeah, it definitely nudged her a little bit. It more just and, seems untoward. Like it's not good to be that excited to leave your husband because he heard about your college fling or whatever. Well, when it's Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> you would too. Yeah, I guess I would. <laughs> um... Yeah, news of Stuart just leaves her like, just all flustered and everything. Um, I love the pony eating the cake. Always love that. Mm-hmm. Sticks his face in the cake, eats it. Um, so after the party gets broken up by fucking the big stick in the mud, mm-hmm. uh, they have a big huge fight. And I wrote down, if I were those kids, I would hate my mom. But you know, what I noticed when they were arguing, I, I noticed that more. I think now because being an an adult, uh-huh. like not focusing so much on the party, but like, okay, I know she's coming. They're about to argue. Yeah. The way he's saying, he's like, "But I love you." Even he doesn't truly believe that. Really, you yeah. think so? Yeah. Even he truly knows that that it's over. I okay, so it's just it's it's becoming a reality, and he's just like, "Holy shit!" Okay, she's actually, serious. That's time. a that's an interesting point. Um to make because when he's when he was i was like like i said i think she was looking for any excuse at this point to just to pursue stewart even though she plays coy like at the beginning or whatever yeah but uh he does like he's like oh we'll go on vacation we'll go on we'll go to couples therapy we'll do all this stuff he i i saw that as really making an effort but you may be right because I've been in a situation where things are over and like I'm just like oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just do this yeah, this this yeah. and this like and then much. in reality once it's over you're like I fucking hated that person yeah <laughs> like I don't want to do any of that stuff yeah I don't I don't want to do any of that and I don't don't think that person was worth it either mm-hmm. you know so I guess you, you may be right there you may be right obviously they weren't meant for each no. other they they and and that's what I like because I it's so weird that I forgot for a second that they don't get back together yeah for some reason i thought oh she comes back and then you know but but i'm glad they don't no it's good it's 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 really good and then then especially at the end when you know he's giving the little speech and everything we'll get there but the last time i I mean i've seen this movie a million times me and you both know we come from uh i don't really like this term but broken homes yeah um split parents yeah yeah. and sometimes things don't work out but sometimes that's for the best and that's okay Mm -hmm. you know uh 100 so I, I was watching it the last time, and I was like, oh, this is, this it is really good that they don't get back together because they aren't good together. Mm-hmm. They're better without each other. Yeah. Um, and it's better for the kids, and it's better for everybody around. Um, but, yeah, so after that, there was a few things that I was trying to, like, scope out how Chris Columbus uh, shot the movie. Um, she, you know, she tells him she wants a divorce, and then usually, in especially in movies now, you have establishing shots, so let's say, oh, I want a divorce, and the next scene is you in your apartment with your brother. 
So what they would do is they would show like buildings of San Francisco to show you time pass or whatever, and then just cut into the room in that scene. Mm-hmm. What Chris Columbus does is uses like the kind of like because it's there's no people in it; it's just buildings. And then it it pans o- It's just showing a building. It's very lonely, very stoic. And then pans over, and Robin Williams is in the shot. And then he turns around, and his and his brothers there talking to his mom on the phone. Yeah, and I, I just thought that, that was I just thought that was interesting because it's like isolating. And instead of just using these like filler shots, he uses like the city to show the emptiness and like the like loneliness that Robin Williams is feeling, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was cool. And then yeah, we get introduced to Harvey Firestein's character, which I don't even know his uh, uncle. Uncle something and Aunt Jack. I always love that joke. Tony? No. Uncle Billy and Aunt Jack. Some one of one of the two. I have it written down here, but uh, yeah, that that part's really cool. Um, I I just love Harvey Fire scene in this movie. He's fucking really funny. Don't don't you love just the classic scenes where someone doesn't want to talk to the to other the, person on the phone? It's and it's usually and it's usually the mother too. Yeah. It's like it's like is he depressed? I can I can tell he's <laughs> yes, ah, he's depressed. Yeah, uh, she wants to know if uh, you'll stay with her for a while. No way. Yeah, he says he'll think, think about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then like his brother, like dude, his brother is so loving and caring. So he's like, great. you know, you can stay with us for as long as yeah. you want. And he's just, no, it's gonna blow over. It's gonna work. He's it's like, blah blah. blah. And then he's they go in to denial. Court. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, I honestly, watching the movie, looking at them and and looking at their face, I was like, I could see them being actual brothers. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, after he says it's gonna blow over, we go into the courtroom scene mm-hmm. where he gets you know the sentencing <laughs> and everything. And I wrote some stuff down here. I don't know if you have it, but dude, she listens to him plea and just sits there, like. And doesn't do anything. Do you notice the smirk on her lawyer's face? I, I literally, literally right here. Oh, the smirk on a lawyer's face. But no, when when uh, after the judge is giving him, like, I'm going to give you three months mm-hmm. to fucking get a job, hold it, and find a residence that's suitable for children. Sally Field gets a smirk on her fucking face. <laughs> the fucking, I, dude. The scowl on her. Dude, she gets a, like, <laughs> Yeah. That's never gonna happen. Yeah. Like that shit. Like she's actively rooting for this motherfucker yeah. to fail, and he literally just says, "All I, I don't give a fuck. All I want is my kids." You know how many fucking fathers, mine included, just fucking bailed and didn't care, <laughs> give a shit about whether they saw their kids or not, even if they had the fucking option. Yeah. And this guy's pouring his heart, and so that's all he wants. Yeah. Is his fucking kids, and for her to sit there with a stupid ass smirk on her face. God, I fucking hate her. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, when he, uh, when he, the next, the next scene after that, after the ruling. Do you have anything in between that I'm skipping over? No, the next thing I had was when uh, he goes to see the case worker. Okay, the, okay, okay. Um, so the next scene is when he's leaving the home and he's and he's seeing the kids. And uh, the way another thing that Chris Columbus does in the scene that I think um, was on purpose is it's a wide shot of the street. You see the you see the car and then it pans over and Robin Williams is he's walking up to the steps and he's on the bottom of the steps and the kids are up on top. And it's just made to make him feel small. And even I think he has a line. And usually when anybody has a line, 
you give him a close up, you give him whatever. But it's with his back turned away, he's on the bot like on the sidewalk, and his kids are elevated. Mm-hmm. Just feels little, feels small, feels defeated. And he says his line, and then the next cut is of his son, and it's a close up, like giving him the spotlight because that's what's most important to yeah. him and everything. And everything else doesn't doesn't matter. And I just thought that was an interesting uh, uh, little little thing to do in there. But um, yeah. Then I got right here. I do voices. Um, he he's just going and dealing with this process and still not fully like accepted it, you know. And, and yeah, and he's seeing like how rigid this lady is, <laughs> and he's like, okay, my my voices aren't going to work. He goes, well, I, I mean, I she, thought she asked him, do you have special skills? I mean, she could find him a job doing some other stuff like that too. Yeah, you know? I think it's just a way of them like. Trying to adult him and like make him grow up and just be like, well, that's a really funny part too. When she's like, he gives her the whole spiel, dude, the hot dog bit, do yeah. a great impression of a hot dog. Oh, by the way, do you have any special skills? Oh yes, I do. I I do voices. What do you mean you do voices? Well, I do voices. Yeah. We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. We're happy to be in America. Don't ask for a green card. <laughs> I want you in the worst way. Well, it's certainly a rough meeting, and it's not going very well for me, I'll tell you that. Hey, boss, give it a change. She's going to loosen up any moment. <laughs> Look at me right now, money penny. I want to undo that bow and get to know you. I'm crazy to make a deal with you. Nancy and I are still looking for the other half of my head. This idiot! This idiot! <laughs> I'm sitting on a gold mine. Don't make me smack you, sweetheart. I'll do it. I do a great impression of a hot dog. <laughs> Mr. Hillard, do you consider yourself humorous? I used to. There was a time when I found myself funny. But today, you have proven me wrong. Thank you. <laughs> uh yeah that scene's great i fucking love that scene um anything else anything else from that but you feel they're just reality keeps smacking them in the mm-hmm. face like a bucket of water pretty yeah. much like they're just like dude wake up wake up mm-hmm. you have to get your shit together you can't play your way out of this one no. even though he he does he does um but well, it only and it only goes so long but that grows up like she said, that, that was like the best part of you, or whatever. Like that was the, or she says something like that towards the end. She's well, like, they, they, she brings out the best and the best and all of them. And you, Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire, and that's what it was. And that's how he grows up because he sees that he has to, he has to see the perspective from somebody else because he gets to see what Sally Field says when he's not there, mm-hmm. how the kids feel about him when he's not there. The kids need structure. So yeah, and he sees that, so he starts cooking, he starts cleaning, he mm-hmm. starts, and then slowly but surely his life comes together at his home nice apartment and everything but yeah we'll we'll get there is 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 um as we go along so he basically gets that job right away um and this is uh one of the one of the lines that my my family used to quote all the time is when uh what's his name's telling him his job and he's like first you box those and then you ship those and then you box those over there and then you ship those and then they stop and he's like first you box them then you ship them. Lots of luck, smartass. <laughs> Just walks away. Uh, always love that part. Um, next, we see Pierce Brosnan and, and Sally Field together. Mm-hmm. They're looking over their she's things. She's melting. Um, she's doing her best to be coy, for sure. But he's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. If you were Pierce Brosnan, and I mean, Sally Field's a pretty lady. He's trying to grow up. 
Yeah, I guess. He's, th- he's tired of banging 25-year-old models, okay? <laughs> Can't bang them forever. And then he immediately becomes James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sally Field with three kids. Yeah, he's like, look, it's time. It's yeah. time. You know. Yeah, uh, she's doing very well for herself. Um, you can tell she's responsible. She's not going to be after his money. No. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick, I guess. And they had a fling in, in college, so they're they're good to go. His daughter's such a brat when Mrs. Doubtfire shows up. Oh, all the all the. Um, what about the year my goddamn kids too? Oh, that's what I that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. His daughter's a, his uh, daughter's a brat because when cause, yeah because this is the next scene they're they're in the fucking. Um, in the apartment. He just moved in. He's got his stuff all over. He's got them takeout. And his daughter's like, this place is detestable. I'm like, damn, shut the fuck up. Is that one of your stupid spelling words that she's doing later on? But anyway, um, also I wrote down, hate that little girl again. Just <laughs> just the whole scene. Why would you want mommy to die? All that stuff. Hate it. Uh, Sally Field's a real bitch. <laughs> um, shows up. New show on Netflix. An hour. <laughs> uh, well, in this movie, I love Sally Field, and I I don't use that that term loosely. She's just awful. This was, dude, she sh- drops him off an hour late and picks him up an hour early, really? and yeah. he only gets to see them one day a week. Like, come on, man. Like that's that's really bad. But She's uh, tired of it. Yeah, I, I I it's not fair. One day a week. An hour late and an hour early. You only get to see them for like four hours or something. That's two hours you got to see them. And she's like, oh, I got to go to the bank at, fuck, what, nine o'clock at night? You know, they, they, do the weird, they do weird, like, things on, in this movie at time. Like, a different, like, weird times. The When the case manager shows up, I know it's later, but she yeah. also shows up. Oh, we have an appointment on on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. Like, w- it seems so late. Super late, yeah. He had just got off his job. Yeah. He was probably there till like 8. Or, had to take or the, more. Yeah, had to take the bus home and then gets there and then she shows up. You then set the meeting for midnight? It is like, It is strange. You, you know what? You're right. Uh, it's, it's weird movie things. I hate uh, Sally Fields, how she comes into the, his house, and she's just like, oh, judging like judging absolutely everything. He's like, dude, he literally just moved in. Give yeah. this guy a fucking break. Not only that, but, I mean, he's 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 still dealing with it because he's not the one that, that made the decision. So, he's, yeah, he's crushed. And then, and then still, and then also, too, is like, look, we're getting a divorce. Uh, can I just stay here until I fucking find a decent place and a decent job and blah, blah, blah? Like, I don't know. It, it just, to me, she literally just get out of the house right now, you know? Yeah. Look, I, I'll throw in a little bit of, of my own personal experience. That's, that's what my dad did. Just bounce? No. Like, or that's what my dad did as, as far as like asking if he could stay. Yeah. He found an apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did. Yeah, it was weird, but <laughs> it was weird because he was on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, huh? And then it's strange. But yeah, but yeah, my mom was like, okay, you get a month, and then he's like, all right. I mean, a month. That's and he was gone in like. Two and then weeks. that was in the '90s, right? Uh, no, it was like 2000, 2000? 2001. Probably way better to fucking find a place that quickly than it is now for sure. Oh yeah, the yeah. bullshit that they got going on. In the housing market today. Um, but, yeah, uh, she's just such a dick to him. Um, and then she tells him that uh, she's putting out an ad for a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we start getting little inklings of what his master plan is going to be. Obviously, he changes the numbers on the yeah. ad so nobody else could call her. Um, 
some of the people that he calls. Oh, this is another thing that they talk about on. This is improv. All, yeah, no, all of it right. on um, the rewatchables. So the severe tire damage. I used to be in a band. Oh yeah, uh, severe, severe tire, tire damage. Yeah. And then uh, just like, oh, do the kids blah blah blah? Are they well behaved. What does she say? I can't remember. She's like, uh, we'll let you know. Wow, <laughs> hangs up. Um, there's a bit of transphobia in this movie that didn't age well. Yeah. Uh, he does the whole, uh, I don't work with the males cause I used to be one and she immediately hangs up. Um, and just, uh, some of the other, some of the other phone calls are really funny. I am job. job. I am job. And then just hanging up She's and like, then Layla, get back <laughs> in your cage. Don't make me use the hose again. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, did you, growing up, seeing this movie a million times, uh, have any idea what Mrs. Doubtfire's first name was? Not when I was a kid, but now, yeah. Euphigenia. Euphigenia. I barely learned Euphigenia. the last time because I was watching with subtitles on. Mm. Before, I was like... I mean, I would make that noise, but I didn't know what the... Euphigenia. Yeah, it's a weird fucking name. Euphigenia. Euphigenia. I don't, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I was like, what the hell is her name? So, so anyway, she um, she gets the uh, she gets the job over the phone pretty much, or interview pretty much. And then uh, this was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the fucking makeup scene. Because I always like how prosthetics work and everything. And then mm-hmm. Robin Williams doing... The old Jewish lady, the other old Jewish oh, yeah. lady, Barbara Streisand. We can montage. Um, all that stuff. The first one is the one that kills me the most. Though. I hope you are using Jungle Rape because that is the only color I love. Mm, matches your lips. God bless you. You know, I'm feeling fabulous because I met this beautiful Cuban. Mm-hmm. Every night is like the bait of pigs. Mm. I can't lie to you. It's beautiful with him. Mm. I don't know. This was scare the children. Do you think so? I don't know. Maybe this was too much for them. I think we have to go to the next level. Latex. Oh, it was such a shander. I should never buy gribbiness from a moil. It's so chewy. No, no, I feel like Bobby. This is not working. Yeah, no, this isn't working. But don't worry. It's a work in progress. And you're my brother. I will never let you be embarrassed. God bless you. I think we're going to have to do the entire face. But look at this nice thing that we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a fine. Catch me a catch. Me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Which is, all of it's really funny. <laughs> oh, it was such a shanda. Yeah. Like, all of it's really funny, but it doesn't make sense for the movie because he knows the voice he did. He knows the, the name he gave her. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't make sense that they're doing Barbara Streisand, <laughs> Old Jewish Lady, uh, the all, all that other stuff. Um and then obviously you would be able to tell it's fucking Robin Williams, but it's just something to play with. Mm-hmm. The scene's really funny, and uh, I always enjoyed it growing up, and I didn't really put too much thought oh, into yeah. it. I love that. That's and it. then um, I love the fucking Shelly Winters earlier, Shirley MacLaine holder. What's the difference? A bit of scotch tape and some hair dye. <laughs> uh, that's that stuff. And then um, then we start seeing the Mrs. Doubtfire ensemble come together. We don't get a full look at it. We get her from the back mm-hmm. i love the are we close any closer and you'd be mom yeah 
I love that stuff. It's it's all really fun. She comes in and like she like stakes her claim like pretty early on, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. When she tells the you know the kid or the the mom, she's like, "Don't don't bash their father in front of a person, yeah, 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 a stranger." Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, and that's which which in that because he plays it pretty. Um, Plays it pretty strong for the most part, but that part specifically seems like a respectful thing that he's saying. Mm-hmm. And 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 she's totally buying it. She's like, or, or you know, listens because she's like, oh yeah, you're right, you know. And it's an older woman. She's thinking it's like, yeah, I got to be respectful. And she's British. It seems like proper manners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then she realizes too, like that's when early on when she starts to see like, like I really hate Daniel, but like. He he's she's right. You know I shouldn't be this way. I think that's like when it's, it was starting. You know, yeah, she was helping her change and helping. Yeah, her, no, like, for rethink, sure. Rethink. Because I mean, for sure, and this happens all the time in like splits and something with really immature parents and really just bad people. Or they'll just you just want to talk shit. They'll talk shit about their kid's parent and anything just, that like, reminds them like. Oh, you're. Oh, really? Yeah, all that shit. Oh, okay. Well, then go. Well, go and, and then see, and then see. Even in this part, like lit- literally, um, this is what I wrote down for that part. Is she's like uh, Lydia? What's the daughter's name? Yeah, Lydia. Yes, I think so. I think so. Because um, she calls her Liddy earlier. Lydia. Mm. Lydia, Lydia. She. Um, she's like, I don't understand why the dad can't. Or why dad can't just watch us? And then he's like, Oh yeah, why not her father? And then fucking Sally Maybe Field would be better off with their father comes dear. in. If he would get a job and a decent apartment, it's like literally got a job yeah. and an apartment, and you're fucking still talking shit. Like, oh my god, she's the worst. But uh, yeah, we see that whole introduction with the family and everything. Do you have anything else for that scene? You think the kids kind of are onto it? Like they can see. I don't. I I don't think that in their wildest dreams they would imagine their father. Would, they've seen some crazy shit like that, but this is insane. It's absolutely insane. Would you be able to tell if it was your father? Not if my father was as good as Robin Williams. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'd be like, holy shit, this is crazy. I would be able to tell if it was my fucking dad. All right, I'm gonna hire a prosthetics team, hundred percent, and they're gonna come in. Your dad's gonna be a woman, and you're not gonna know when this happens, and you're gonna have to tell me if you know it's your father. I will, and I'm gonna get him acting lessons. No, and he's gonna you know work how with I'll know? how I'll know because my dad has this like weird thing he does with his throat that he like clears his throat. He'll be like sitting there, and you just hear it, and you're like, yeah. I'm like, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Okay, great. Um, so they have that whole first meeting. Um, was it? Was there? There was something else there that you were gonna say? No, no. Oh, just, okay. I, and then we meet the thirsty bus driver. Oh my God! <laughs> what is man? He's he's old. He's lonely. He just. I always think about what that guy's apartment looks like. <laughs> His wife probably passed away. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's for just, sure. He's just by himself. Um, the bus driver, he just he just wants he's just lonely. He yeah. just wants to get it in. Uh, that's he, that's it, spank bank material. Yeah, there. hairy legs and and all. Um, and then we get the home visit, which is another funny scene. What do you got for that scene? Oh, when when uh, Mrs. Seldon shows oh up because he goes he goes home and immediately she's there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that whole scene is fucking great. I mean, it's just insane. Like the. He would have been caught so early on. Yeah. So fucking early on. She'd be like, 
what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it happens multiple times in this movie. How do you feel about the music in this movie? Does it, like... It's just, like, all fucking upbeat. It's, it, it, it's, it's upbeat, but, like, there's certain points where, like, this part and then, obviously, the the uh, restaurant scene, it's kind of, like, anxiety-inducing. I don't know. I, oh, yeah. I, I thought that. No, yeah. I mean, it has to be, man. That, that stress. Yeah. Oh, I got to put the mask back on. And then, you know, there's a bunch of makeup that would be on his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and... But like we said, it's yeah. it's for the movie. Yeah. yeah. But I love those those kids across the way. <laughs> I put little bastard-ass yeah. kids. The way they laugh is fucking so perfect. <laughs> when they first see him, they're like... <laughs> and, then, and then when the mask falls, they're like, ooh. And then it gets run over and they start cracking up again. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. That's another thing that I always thought, me and Jerry always talk about, like, things that we saw in movies that we always thought were going to be part of our lives at Uh some point. Like, I always thought I was going to fall in a quicksand at some point because it's just in movies and cartoons and shit. That was another thing that I always thought was going to happen to me that... I was going to be in a high-rise apartment building for some reason. So and, just be watching. and then somebody would just be there and either we would like start a conversation or they would catch me naked or some shit like that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was just another thing that I always thought when I was a kid. I, I love the older brother when, when, he sees, uh, when he sees him in the, in the suit. Yeah. He's like, sick. Mom. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, face. Yeah, I need a face. I'm not a Muslim. <laughs> um, Dude, my my fa- my favorite part of that scene is when he's giving the tea. Hello! Ah! Oh, I'm sorry to frighten you, dear. I must look like a yeti in this get-up. This is my nightly meringue mask, part of my beauty regimen. What it is is basically egg whites, creme fraiche, powdered sugar, vanilla, and a little touch of alum. There you go, dear. Oh, there you go. You've got your cream and your sugar now. It's a little cappuccino. One drop or two. Would you like another one? Oh, there you go. (laughs) Oh, as you can see, I can't stay with you, dear. I'm melting like a snow cone in Phoenix. There we go again. I'll go get Danny, all right? He'll be right with you. Hold on. It was lovely to have met you. Lovely to meet you. I, I can't imagine being on that set and just watching Robin Williams go Dang. just just so and, crazy. And you have to be quiet on set. Yeah, dude. You can't make any noise. Just, fuck. Like if you're a boom guy, you're just fucking cracking up like this guy's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. This guy's gold. Um which is uh not a problem later on in the movie when they're showing the fucking uh kids TV show and the camera guy is fucking falling asleep. Yeah. I always love that guy. Um but yeah, that scene's great. Uh it's just really funny. Um what else? What else did I have? Oh, okay. So yeah, after that scene, did you have anything else for that scene? Just just to mention anything? Oh, I was gonna ask you about this. Would you Drink a tea with cream falling off of somebody else's face. No. <laughs> Hell no. I even as a little kid, I was like, dude, that's gross. That's gross. As fuck. And and I'm so weird, but like it annoys me that the coffee spills everywhere. Yeah. And now there's a fucking mess that you gotta clean up. That is really weird. And then she <laughs> and then she takes some, puts on her face, and then licks it. Yeah. I was like, dude, that just came off of somebody else's face. It's sick, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It's gross. But, uh, yeah. So, next scene we got, they're at their house, and Mrs. Doubtfire shows up, and they're mm-hmm. watching Dick Van Dyke. And I wrote down this, 
Mexican kids, I love Lucy. White kids, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't ever remember watching Dick Van Dyke no, as a kid. No, fuck no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. See that scene? He makes him clean. Do you have anything for any of that? Yeah, I didn't have anything else. It's just, he's he's laying down the law. Yeah. They got to clean. Their mom's really happy uh, when she comes home. I think uh, that's the that's the dinner, right? Yeah, I think it is a it is a dinner part. So that part's actually really funny. Um, He's trying his hardest to fucking cook, and then oh yeah, that's wait, dude, I had I wrote that shit down. Oh yeah, I wrote that down because that is a dinner scene. Um, Imagine because he's he's got that fucking cookbook. He's got like four burners going, and he's trying so desperately to figure out. Imagine not being able to go on YouTube and just fucking looking up how to do anything. I know at any point in time, like dude, anything done. I have no idea. You had to be a real, real pro back in the day. (laughs) Uh, Because yeah, I I could go on YouTube right now. I might not be able to do it that well, but I could follow the steps and get it pretty close, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty close to where it needs to be. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that there's that scene. Then he gets back on the bus, bus driver seizes hairy legs. And I was just like, yeah, bus driver just wants to bone, bone that that old lady so bad. Natural. I like, I like that, that Mediterranean look. (laughs) Natural. It's like God made you. Uh, believe me, he knows too. He was in the war. Wouldn't, wouldn't you, (laughs) he wouldn't know. Um, wouldn't you, if you were Robin Williams, just sit further back on the bus? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would do that too. But then those parts couldn't happen in the movie. Um, after that, uh, we got the next scene where he shows up to the house and Stuart's there. Stuart. And, uh, he rips off his Mercedes emblem, brings it inside. And, uh, I love Stuart's face when he's like, oh man, who's, uh. Because I, I, I thought for certain that he's like, oh, a man who's got a big car like that is compensating for... I, he just says, compensating for something else. But he literally small goes, a small genitalia. Yeah. And fucking Stu's face, he's like... Oh, Immediately fuck? insults him. Yeah, dude. Upon meeting it's, him. it's fucking great. Um, yeah. But the the accent when he calls out her accent... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a bit muddled. Or muddled, yeah. yeah. Well, so's your tan. <laughs> Just fucking talking <laughs> shit the entire time. But dude, that would have been that would have been such a that's not that's not a thing I feel like you can just like you know make someone forget about. Like he would have like yeah, serious no, questions. questions. Where are you from in yeah. England? Like where'd you grow up? Where's your family from? Like how easy if someone were doing a bad American accent, would you be like like You're not You talk funny. Yeah. Yeah. You would you wouldn't just like Think that's or if they're whatever. from another region of like California, even I'd be like, just stuff that they say. I'd be like, you yeah. say hella a lot. Are yeah. you from Oakland? Like, but like, I feel like he would have told her that. You know, hey, you should look in more into this. Yeah, She's yeah, yeah. Doubtfire. She's. I don't. This I don't movie's think I buy her. this movie's pretty long. I'm wondering if there was more like, more stuff in it that that they shot that might have giving him away like yeah just stuff just more stuff to make it more like challenging to be to pull this off the way he did do you think it would have needed and needed that i don't think so the movie's actually really long i think it could i think uh some of the montages could be cut down a little bit yeah uh 
some of that like the, stuff. The whole cleaning one, or like where, yeah, 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 where they're having the great time now. Like they're yeah, out, it's, it's they're se- it stuff. seems very '90s and a little unnecessary now. Yeah. Now looking back at it, but uh, sometimes you just wanted to see Robin Williams just go crazy. It's like on Baywatch. Baywatch. The show. What about Not it? The movie, but obviously. Um, they do that a lot too. It's just a, very a bunch ni- of nineties, bunch of bunch of yeah. montages. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's nice. and it's around the same time too. After that, we get the scene where we find out uh, where the kids find out that it's him. And then I wrote that transphobia comes back. They want to call the cops just because. I mean, granted, it would be a surprise. Be like, oh shit, I wouldn't think this old lady is a fucking trans person. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we need to call the cops right now, and that's just. The uh, that's just the '90s, I guess. Um, but they find out. Obviously, he he reveals to them that it's him. And uh, I was like, dude, if you couldn't tell by the hair on Robin Williams' knuckles, well, it was shaved, no? Maybe, maybe I don't Had know. But I imagine that it would grow back in like an hour. Yeah. Robin Williams was a very, very hairy man. <laughs> um, but yeah, he tells him tells him he can't call can't call uh, Nat or tell Natty. Because she'll blow blow his cover Mm -hmm. because kids are stupid. Um, Yeah, and then we switch over, see him at work. I wrote down Sleepy Cameraman part, which is really funny. I forget, but the scene where they're talking about um, Mrs. Doubtfire's husband. husband, Okay, yeah. That's that's the scene that I had here. I like their scenes together because it opens up the mom. No, and that's exactly, and that's why. Doesn't it make you hate her a little less? No, I literally, I literally wrote this down right here. So that scene's really nice and it's showing Daniel where he just wasn't there for her and everything and it makes you a little more sympathetic to the mom even though like I still hate her in this movie. (laughs) I think it's more Sally Field. Like I wrote, Sally Field still shines through in this character. Like you're watching her and you're just like, oh, I really like Sally Field even though this character is a fucking horrible person. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I wrote, I just wrote that whole scene watching it. Obviously the whole Daniel realizing the things, <laughs> him being upset that she, he was just okay in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, just all that other stuff <laughs> is really good. But yeah, that, that's one thing that I took away from it was like, dude, Sally Field still just comes off as a really likable person mm-hmm. because she's Sally Field. Um, then they go to the pool. It's the pool scene. Hold on, I gotta say one line. Sure. As I hold this cold meat, I'm reminded of Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, dude, if I was telling if I if I was fucking Miranda, I'd be like, huh. <laughs> Just yeah, let's fuck? change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they go they go to. Uh, they go to the where the is pool. this swimming pool? Is it's it like a, hotel? a it's like a country club. Oh, assuming. country club. Yeah, because okay. you know what's his name's really well off, and that's what well off people do. So it's a country club with the pool. Um, it's like a resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all really nice. Uh, I've never been to one, but I I'd, ima- I'd imagine. Um, I can't remember why he says it, but he's like, "Touch me again, and I'll drown you." <laughs> uh. Obviously, we that that scene's good. He's getting drunk. He's um, trying to uh, trying to buy that young chick a beer. It's like put it's on, on tap. It's on me. On me. No thanks. And then uh, that's when we get Stuart talking <laughs> about talking about the kids. Yeah. Uh, and then t- tells him he's a loser. And then we get the fucking classic. 
Oh, sir, it's all. Um, it was a run by fruity. Oh, dude, the sound that 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 fruit <laughs> makes—it's like a lime that he tosses. Yeah. dude, that would hurt, bro. The sound that that makes when it hits his head still <laughs> makes me crack up so fucking hard, dude. And his face, and like honestly, you would never like. Obviously, we know it's Robin Williams, a man in a in a dress, but you would never. If it was an old lady, you would never be like, oh. This bitch just threw a fucking Dude. a lime at the back of my head, you know? Hurled that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and his homie doesn't say shit. I know. So, like, hey, it was her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking really funny. Um, and then fucking when he's sitting there and, I do, and his homie's looking at him, he's like, what are you looking at? He's just all pissed <laughs> off. Uh, that shit's really funny. Um, uh, after that, we get a... Uh, Another another thing that I saw from Chris Columbus that I was like, oh, this is cool. Because the last time they, they were all together in the apartment, the apartment's really dirty. They're sitting at the table. They're eating takeout. It's, like, fucking really shitty. And the way this the shot starts is the camera pulls out from a mirror. So it's, like, a reversed image of the what we saw before. The house mm-hmm. is completely clean. They're all happy. They're eating a good cooked meal and yeah. everything like that. And that's just something I was like, oh, that's really cool. The house is reversed um, through the mirror. Um and yeah, we get uh, we kind of glossed over the cameraman scene. That's where he first meets Jonathan Lundy, mm-hmm. and uh, he's telling him like how shitty the show is and everything. And then after that, we get the um, him doing the fucking all the dinosaur stuff. James uh, James Wood or not James Woods James Brown, uh, the raptor rap and all Brown's that good stuff. Raptor. <laughs> All that stuff. And then he tells him he wants... That's the first time I ever heard anybody say 7 o'clock sharp. Oh. Sharp <laughs> is is at uh, it's right on time, pretty much, when people want you to be right on time. Uh, and then we go back to the house. She announces that it's her birthday. She wants him to come, or Mrs. Doubtfire to come. Uh-huh. And it's same exact time, same it's exact Friday. restaurant. It's 7? This Friday, this Friday, seven, and then that scene is just so good. I love, I love him trying to get her to not wear the a dress that yeah. she likes, and then the flusterness that he's like, "Oh, this Friday? No, it's bingo night. I'm calling the numbers, like all that stuff. Just doing everything to get out of it." Mm-hmm. And then when he finally, he's still so flustered when he finally is like, "Okay, I'll go," and he tries to leave. He fucking bangs into the wall. Like that's probably cla- like just Robin Williams doing it on his own. I yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had the classic double date from sitcoms, uh, Zach Morris t- style conundrum <laughs> that you get into. We show up at the dinner scene. Uh, what do you have for like the whole, the whole rest of the thing? <sighs> Just my anxiety comes back <laughs> once this whole fucking thing starts to unfold. Um, <clears throat> it's the goddamn scotch, man. Dude, I didn't... Okay, so definitely not as a kid. Yeah. But, like, not even until, like, the past few years of watching... Because I've watched this movie maybe, like, two, three times in the past two, three years. Um, besides the time we watched it today. I, I never noticed how fucking drunk he... Oh, dude, he's so drunk. You know, you know me and, like, how... Drinking like scotch, Just dude. drinking a fucking... Double. Like, I can drink a whole glass of fucking alcohol. Like, I can do it and it's fine, but... You're gonna get fucking trash, oh, yeah. and I know I'm a bigger guy than Robin Williams is. So thinking about him, fucking dude, they drink double scotch. Another before double scotch. before he leaves the table, he drinks two of them, 
And then he comes back. I took the liberty of ordering oh, you yeah. another. He's like, God, boy, <laughs> Scallywag. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize how drunk he was. That's why he falls down when he goes back as mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire. The whole scene, like you said, just the anxiety-inducing. Oh like, my god, yeah. Pace of it. I honestly think everybody would have gotten a lot more suspicious a lot earlier on if it was real real life. Especially the family. It's an old lady. She's gone to the bathroom. I love, uh, oh, we got water at the table. I can't take it orally, dear. It's like, (laughs) oh, okay, go, 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 go. Just all that stuff. And then he gets a couple breaks, too, like his teeth falling out. It's like, oh, okay, great. Now I can go pretend to reapply my teeth. Before that, though, I love when he's shaking the water off. And he's, like, doing (laughs) it it in his face. Hitting him Pierce Brosnan's face. (laughs) Um, The fucking, uh, the waiter, or the maitre d' at the restaurant, that Mm -hmm. guy, smoking and on smoking. Like, I don't know if how much you watched uh, I Love Lucy. He's, like, a watered-down version of the guy that's, like, "Mm, do you remember that guy? I watched the I Love Lucy, but I don't remember that guy. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, hello, Miss Ricardo," <laughs> like like that. He's like a watered down version of that guy. Oh shit! Um, but he's like smoking or non smoking, mm-hmm. and just uh, that guy. I don't know. He cracks me up for some reason. You don't smoke, Mrs. Doubtfire. I used to, dear. <laughs> just being, if I take in a little bit of nicotine, it... um, but yeah, all all that stuff's great, and yeah. then obviously. So drunk, going back and forth over and over again. He shows up to... Oh, no. Before he shows up to the table with fucking... Uh, with Lurdy, all, all, as, uh, all as Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh-huh. He shows up with lipstick and perfume. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that explanation is great. lipstick? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, rubbed off. And then when he does that thing, he's like... Couldn't keep her hands off me. I love I love the line, too, um, which, which, I, which I still say, too, is... Uh, He's like, does your girlfriend have a girlfriend? Hey, it's, it's 90s. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, does she have another friend for me? <laughs> Got the stretch outside. It's like, I'll like, oh, ask. Yeah, go, go, go. And then, yeah, he comes back as, yeah. as Mrs. Doubtfire. And just do the, the pivot and the fucking yeah. just, oh, this is your new host of the show. He's blah, like, blah. Just, all it's right. Perfect. Yeah. It's, uh, he just, dude. And, he's failing upwards pretty much and and with the drinking hand just like chilling out he's so slumped over Surprise. yeah yeah just all all that good stuff and then in between there he went into the kitchen to put uh cayenne pepper oh my god he put dude so much i know he's drunk but if somebody's allergic to any food and they ingest it they that could much. fucking die, die yeah. like really fast like it's crazy it's crazy 70s movie ending that he dies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan yeah. dies. Robin Williams. Robin Williams goes to jail for fucking manslaughter. <laughs> uh, we haven't yeah. done that in a while, but that's a perfect one. That's yeah. a perfect one. Um, and then no, even more so, he goes in an insane asylum. Yeah. 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 Oh shit. Damn, that could be a sequel too. <laughs> Then he escapes and yeah. it's a it's a horror movie. <laughs> Comes to fucking and then he says that too. I feel like Norman Bates. Yeah. Uh dude, yeah. Uh the fucking old lady slasher. Dude, that would be a great cover up. Dresses up as Mrs. Doubtfire, kills people, takes it off. I mean, if you're a prosthetic that's a good idea for a movie. You're a fucking prosthetics whiz. You go out every night, kill people as an old white guy. You're a young black dude. Yeah. It works. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so he he comes back, um, 
And then while he's sitting over there, he sees that fucking. I don't know about you, but every time I used to like, I used to do this as a kid in movies when people eat something very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The way that they're eating it is very pronounced or very noticeable. They're doing it for the movie, mm-hmm. but like when Stu fucking pick, like picks up the shrimp and he starts chewing, he's like, "Oh yeah," and then he starts coughing. Whenever I used to see stuff like that in movies, I'd always like mimic it when I was eating food. That's and how you thought you were supposed to eat. Not food. that, not that I thought. I just, I don't know. I thought it was fun to like just do it. Yeah. But I remember seeing the shrimp and not even knowing that it was shrimp as a little kid, and not even like really liking shrimp that young. But I would like find stuff that kind of looked like it, and then just fucking play around and like do that. <laughs> just kind of like reenact the movie. His plate looks so good, though. <laughs> it really does, especially oh, with the cayenne pepper. I yeah. love it. Um, but yeah, so. He starts choking and help is on the way, dude. Yeah. Help is on the way, dude. He like heel hooks that counter and everything, dude. And then like he's helping him, and then midway through when it's not working, and the Robin Williams voice just comes out, "Come on, come on, uh, dude." Fuck. And then they fall over. Uh, his mask is hanging off, and then the little girl right away, fucking daddy. Takes it off, and then Sally Field's performance in this part oh. is just so good. Oh, I gotta go the whole time, the whole time. I gotta go. We gotta leave. I gotta leave. I gotta get out of here. Just dude, that part ugh, still hits the same way <laughs> from when I first saw it. Ah, uh, yeah, it's 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 really bad because yeah. you don't want that to happen to him. Not like that. Not like this. Not, Not like, like this. this. Um, and it's just it's it's really bad. I love that. Pierce Brosnan's thankful that he saved his life. That he's just like, sorry about the food. He's like, oh, okay. yeah, just shake yeah. hands and just walks away. You it's know, like, we're even. <laughs> even at the at this yeah. dude at the fucking end of the day, try to kill the man. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan's still just a really good guy. Like we said, he's not the villain in this movie at he all. He like un- he probably understood everything in that moment. He's like, holy shit, this is deeper than I thought. Yeah, this is like beyond anything. This guy needs help. Any normal yeah. divorce. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy really loves his kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we get you know that's that's all bad. He walks straight out of the out of the restaurant. Doesn't even go back to Mister Lundy. Um, and then we get the next court meeting, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, the speech is great. That he it, it is the 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 Sally Fields lawyer. Sally Fields for the first time in the whole fucking movie has some remorse on her face. Yeah. And the lawyer and the lawyer is just like, she's like I'm gonna get a fat check. Yeah, for this dude, she has a smirk. I'm like dude. you bitch. Yeah, dude, it's it's terrible. Those are that's lawyers for you, bro. <laughs> that's lawyers for you. Um, divorce lawyers, at least. Yeah. Uh, what should we call it? Um, and then he gives this uh, incredible heartfelt speech about his children and that he needs them and and you know you really feel it and and even though i don't agree with the judge what he says makes sense he's like dude you convinced a bunch of people you're a fucking six-year-old woman from england how am i supposed to know when you're fucking bullshitting me Uh, like you know so he tells him i just think it's another performance by a great actor um and he wasn't wrong what yeah <laughs> um and what he did was fucking insane it's pretty i crazy, mean you yeah. do it for the love of your children but it's it's wild yeah there, not, not a lot of people would think to do that there's definitely some sessions coming up yeah in his future with, yeah. with a professional they're like we need to make sure you're not a psycho yeah like, yeah you need to go to these court appointed yeah yeah it's nuts um 
obviously Sally Field feels horrible. He, she gets full custody, and he can only see his children like once a month with supervised condition and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, she, uh, they talk, they talk after after on the set on the set, uh, and uh, the stuff that he says to her too is like really, really. You rip my heart out. Yeah, you rip my heart out. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight about who did what to who's. Like, dude, you pretty much did everything to <laughs> him. But he, there's also things he didn't do. He didn't do things, but she did do everything is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it led up to her from him not doing certain things. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Tweet yourself. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so we get that, we get that scene and then, um, then we see, uh, the kids on the TV. Oh, we get the new nanny who's just the worst. I don't do cleaning. I oh, don't yeah. do laundry. I don't do diapers. I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm like, just, I love how she's like, well, we have your number. And then that lady's like, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's just, I got the job. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> No, you idiot. Um, all that stuff. And then they see Mrs. Doubtfire on the on the show or whatever. Yeah. Well, and dear. Then, and then uh, she goes to see him again as Mrs. Doubtfire and comes back out. And she's like, uh, or I can't remember how that how that works out. But uh, they they see that they get a new babysitter and it's him. And yeah. she's taking he's taking them. And then as they're leaving, they're pulling away. The kids are happy. They're with their dad. She sees the final like final thought on his episode about yeah. um, divorce and living with different parents and stuff like that. And it's really heartfelt. It's really sweet. And uh, yeah, uh, movie's kind of over. It's wraps up wrapped up with a nice little bow. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's happy. They're not together anymore. But the kids are happy. She's happy. Life's great. And that's a good lesson for any of you people who are in. Horrible, loveless marriages with children, and you're just making your children's lives worse. Uh, leave your family immediately. <laughs> you know who's not happy? Who? The bus driver. The bus driver isn't happy, but that's because he's alone. He's lonely. He don't got no kids. His kids hate him. They don't talk to him because he used to beat them, and it's only now in his old age that he realizes that... He, he should have got with that Mediterranean bride <laughs> yeah. in 1945. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's pretty much the whole movie. Any final thoughts about the movie? Anything else that we uh, we might have missed? Yeah, like I said earlier, I I'm, I liked it that they don't get back together. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's it sends a good message. Yeah, and they can be friends now and yeah, begin to be friends again. She's still gonna be pissed off about. Yeah, certain things that he's gonna do, but uh, anyway, so we we've gotten to the end of the podcast. Uh, I have to ask a hard question. I'm a producer. You're a producer. I already know the answer to this. Prequel, sequel, or remake? Remake, remake. Okay, but I'm gonna go with that fake trailer that they made about this movie, where it's like a, a, horror, a horror movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. I want to see that. I, I want to see the dark version. I think. Uh, I think you're absolutely right because I thought. Uh, I, I could honestly see for real, for real, for real, not that, but Hollywood in the next 10, 15 years remaking this movie, mm-hmm. and it will be nowhere near as good no. with somebody far less talented than Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could totally see that. But the horror movie, if some independent filmmaker wanted yeah. to make that movie, oh, I'm so down. Yeah. Especially, yeah, it, w- it would be really fun and funny. Um, if I'm doing... 
If you're asking me, I would probably do a sequel. Okay. A sequel shared universe where it's Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Big Mama's House. <laughs> <laughs> What's another movie where somebody goes out? White Chicks. Oh, yeah. They all got to come together on a on a plan to uh, to, to stop like a evil? Colombian drug lord of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, all together. Okay. Yeah. So it's White Chicks, Big Mama's House, and Ms. Doubtfire, all together. We'll call it Big Mrs. White's House. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the podcast. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, we're really, really close to getting our uh, desired number of followers on Spotify. So if you guys listen every week... Or even if you don't, um, do us a favor. Head over to Spotify and give us a follow on there. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at PlayItAgainMan underscore pod. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If they love movies, this is a place for them. For Play It Again Man, I'm Steven Valdez. Jason Brunas. And we'll see you at the movies next week, guys.